Hey guys, welcome back to our midweek Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head. I'm a communications intern here at Watkinsville First Baptist Church, and I've got the college pastor Vic Doss here today and communications pastor Joel Shimpo. And we wrapped up the end of James 1 in our sermon this week, and we are answering some questions from you guys. The first question that we have today is asking, is James just a moral checklist or is it more than that? So in the first chapter of James, we get a lot of instructions or rules or commands of what to do with our faith. So that's a great thing. It's very practical. He tells us to rejoice in trials. He says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. He tells us to visit orphans and widows in their time of need. He tells us to be a doer of the word. So there's all these things that he lists off, do this, do this, do this, do this. In fact, be doers, not just hearers only. So what does that look like for us? How do we actually do that? And how does it become more than just a checklist for us to follow? In John chapter 8, Jesus says to the Jews who have believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. But there's also another part of the crowd there that he's addressing, and those are some of the Pharisees. And he says to them, I know that you are the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. And then later in verse 43, he says, why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. So when Jesus is addressing the Jews, he's telling them that his word is what makes them a disciple. The way in which they interact with the word or the scripture is the way in which it's proved out who they are. So when James tells us to do certain things, here's what's really important. He never disconnects it from the word. He never connects, disconnects it from who God is, the gospel message. He never disconnects it from what we have in scripture, showing us who God is and this great news that he has for us in Jesus. You might remember, if you think through some of the stories of Jesus, how he interacted with people. For example, the rich young ruler. When Jesus comes in contact with the rich young ruler, he kind of pushes a button in his life that he knows is going to hurt. And the rich young ruler says, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, go sell everything. And he walks away sad because he had great possessions. And that's what happens every day when we interact with the word. And this is what you have to do every day. You have to be in the word every day. And when that happens, it's going to push little buttons in your life that you're not going to like. And they're going to hurt a little bit. But when that happens, you begin to walk out true faith. You begin to actually become uh, not just a hearer, but a doer. You're becoming a Christ follower and not just uh, a rule follower. Okay, the second question we're addressing today is what do you do when you think that someone is just a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word? It's a, it's a, it's a good question. It's a tough question because the assumption is that um, we're talking about a false convert, someone who claims to be a Christian, but they're really not. That means that they are doing things that uh, what we would say a true Christian would not be doing. So James James is going to say in, in James 2.10, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. That warning that's coming up this week in James should make us really slow to judge anyone who claims to be in Christ, who doesn't have what we would say is outward fruit. The one thing we can't judge are the motives of a heart. 
and and why people are doing certain things. There are clear uh, outward sins that we're able to judge. In fact, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and chapter 5, a couple of paragraphs apart, you have Paul saying you should not judge uh, before the appointed time. And then in chapter 5, he says you are supposed to judge those in the church. And it sounds like Paul's contradicting himself. But what Paul is saying there, and I think what what James is trying to get us to look at as we live under this law of liberty is that you cannot judge the motives of a heart. In fact, in chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians, Paul introduces that idea of not judging because people are trying to make this argument, who's better, Paul or Apollos? And, and Paul is saying, well, don't judge them because of that. We don't, we don't know why they're making those decisions. We do know that Paul passes judgment on the Corinthian church for, you know, they're drunk at the communion table. There's a guy sleeping with his mother-in-law. There's rampant sin that Paul does judge. And even James in chapter 2, the passage we're going to look at this week, is judging the people in the church for being judgmental and showing partiality. So I would say we need to be really careful when we're making assumptions about people just being hearers of the word, not doers, that we need to examine our own heart and our own life. And if we really believe that someone's in sin and not an actual doer of the word or not a convert, we need to come to them in humility and being willing to own our own sin and lovingly confront them. Because I think this week we'll answer more of that question as we get into the first part of chapter two and this idea of Uh, judging others and the sin of partiality. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. We hope you got some really helpful answers to some very hard questions. And we are going to continue our study in the 1130 service through James chapter two this Sunday. We'll see you back here next week.